Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. So, you want to talk about the primaries? You guys already had yours. We don't have ours until June 14th, but I've been receiving all the materials. I don't know if we really talked about ours, but I, I was pretty happy with you the mentioned results. When it's I the guy was I home, voted for. Yeah, we mentioned uh, that J.D. Vance won, Oh yeah, but that was all. But in general, the primaries, uh, I think the biggest theme that's being talked about is Trump endorsements. Yeah. Um, Trump is still like 72 and 5 or something when it comes to his endorsements but there's been a couple losses lately so everyone's going to say oh there's a political shift and you know um Trump's starting to lose some of his political influence. I don't think that's true. Um unfortunately, one of his endorsements won that I wish would have lost. Um Dr. Oz running for Senate in Pennsylvania would have been nice to see him. I don't know how the man is even running as a Republican. He's come out in favor of um, sexual, you know, uh, transition surgeries for children, and he's pro uh, uh, gun restrictions. And he, he, the man, is not a conservative, and he's not even—I don't think—the fits the modern definition of a Republican, which is not even conservative. Well, he didn't win by much. The last I heard, that was a recount, so I take it. It's pretty close still. In right? fact, yeah. they have not declared a winner. Right. Okay. It's probably going to fall within the margin of where they're, um, by by statute, required to do a recount. Um, but you have to say this: if without Trump's endorsement, I don't think he, I don't think he yeah. he loses. Yeah. Right. That's Trump, a, but, I oh, mean, it's I a big time Trump mistake. Yeah. Trump is not perfect, and here's an example of it. You know, I was thinking about your mention about Trump not being perfect. I was thinking about that the other day in the whole um, COVID nonsense that we went through and, and the vaccines. Um, I, I Let's let's set that aside, though, because I don't want to get off the primary thing. But I would like to comment on that. Um, Madison Cawthorn, of course, is his his defeat that he endorsed him. And uh, he got he got smoked pretty. I think he got beat pretty handily. Um, but I mean, so yeah, Trump's endorsement isn't a guarantee. Uh, you got to have something. And Madison Cawthorn um, was a questionable, uh, you know, candidate. Although he, I mean, he was questionable. Um, not that I support leftists, but he wasn't the he wasn't the most moral conservative either. It doesn't appear. Are we talking about Madison Cawthorn? Yeah, he's just weird. He's he did some un- weird stuff. Yeah. And you know what? You can say, well, he was a teenager, but I didn't do that when I was a teenager. <laughs> so, because it's too weird. I'm glad to know that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, I would say this. Um, I mean, I know that legally he's not too young to be serving, but he was elected at like age 22. He's the youngest. Yeah. And I mean, that's... No, no, I no. Mean, 24. In today's age, I'm sorry, it's just, a 24-year-old is not the same as a 24-year-old of 200 years ago. Oh, absolutely not. Well, I mean, I was married at 24, kid at 26. So it just dep- I guess it just depends on the 24-year-old. It, it does, but still, it's, it's not the same Your thing. Your brain isn't even fully developed yet. I would argue that my brain isn't fully developed now. 
that it never will be. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure exactly that five seconds where mine peaked, but it's on the downside now. (laughs) Well, that, I mean, that makes sense that if, if you're going to, you know, you got, it got better at some point and then it starts to get worse. So there would be a peak. The, The question is how long do you stay at that peak level? Yeah. You know, is it just five I, seconds and then immediately you started coming back down? I saw somebody post. You made today. one really good decision. <laughs> Ever since then, I've just been doing the direct opposite of all of my natural <laughs> instinct and good judgment. So on that, actually, your brain decline is far more tied to what you eat than we knew in the past and there's actually been studies that talk about being able to prevent or off put uh, alzheimer's and dementia and things by the right diet yes but there's also the saying you are what you eat so vegetables is not recommended it's not vegetables it's healthy fats <laughs> is the key thing for brain health yeah your brain does need healthy fats and we've you know there was such a push there um 20 years ago to eliminate all these fats from your Fat diet free, but also they're replacing that with other things that are terrible for you and affect your uh, metabolic rates and efficiencies because when they take that out they have to put in other refined and processed things and it's it's crazy yeah, it's it's like everything else. Um, I, I saw an interesting post, though. I thought it was um, it made me think. It said, um, uh, you know, the more I learn, the more I realize I have to learn yet. And and I thought to yes. myself, I thought to myself, the more I learn, the more I wished I didn't know. Oh. I I, I it, there's you know you it'd know be kind of nice to just go through life ignorant sometimes. That is Ecclesiastes. Really. Well, there is the old sophomoric philosophy. The more you study, the more you know, the more you know, the more you forget, the more you forget, the less you know. So why study? The less you study, the less you know, the less the less you know, the less you forget, the less you forget, the more you know. So why study? No. He says what you said about you wish like the more you know, the less you wish you knew because it's you the more you wish you didn't know. Right. He actually says for in much wisdom, this is Ecclesiastes 118. For in much wisdom is much vexation, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Yep. And sometimes he talks about, you know, ignorance is bliss. It's true, basically, is what he says. Yeah. So ignorance is bliss is a biblical principle. To a degree. But he doesn't say it's a good thing, necessarily. He just, it's well, frustrating I to think be the like, wisest man. Yeah, I think it's frustrating to be the wisest man who ever lived and look around and look at stupidity. Yeah, it's not, hey, it's that's not kind good. Of, that's kind of Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead that I'm reading. Also. I'm not saying that bliss is good because not from personal experience, but secondhand, um, you know, I've heard that a heroin high is bliss. So it, it reminds me of something I saw uh, a video. There was a woman and I I looked up her name, but I don't recall it. She works for some pro, uh, you know, abortion advocate group. And she was being questioned in front of Congress. And I I posted her video um because i thought i'm thinking of she's not just an activist she's a doctor yeah i don't think this woman is a doctor was she black woman no oh more indian looking um but 
she and, and and maybe that's not true either. She's darker complected, but I wouldn't. I don't know that she's black. Anyways, um, I I the thing that struck me about it was that she, that I said this is this is what arrogance without self awareness looks like, because she thought she was so smart and so capable and so able to defend the pro-abortion, you know, at any, for any reason, at any time position. But when she got really questioned on it, she just absolutely was unable to respond. I mean, to the point where sometimes she would just sit there without response. And when she did respond, she just took the most, you know, extreme position where like, do you think it's okay basically to kill these children? And she just said, yes, full stop. I mean, it was just, because she had, because she didn't know how to defend her position and explain her position, but what was the most striking to me? Her name is Amy Arabide, something like that. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw the same. She, yeah, she's an abortion doctor. Well, because they asked her another question where they it said, doesn't what's say the doctor abortion. They said, "What's the latest abortion you've ever performed?" And she answered like twenty weeks. Her well, her it's she's not her. It says Ms. So she's they they would have doctor on her name. That must have been was, maybe it was during the same hearing, different person. I think I think her and another doctor they did they did testify at this hearing. But but what really struck me the most incredible thing about this whole uh, just to watch her you know be completely destroyed um, was at one point the congressman asked her what's the difference should we be able to you know kill a 10 year old child and she had this really uncomfortable long pause in answering that question in fact she did not answer the question it was like she was searching like how do i explain that yes you could kill you could justify killing a 10 year old and finally the congressman goes yes it would be wrong we all agree on that she, I mean, it was a really this, strange this, long pause. Also, the woman that they get her to say, so then what's the difference when, if the baby, you, you know, after it's born, then say, what's the difference, you know, a couple seconds earlier when it's in the birth right. now? And all she can say is, it's a woman's choice. It's right. Choice. Yeah. It's a choice. It's she a choice. just, she had That's no she response. And then she'd say, full stop. And then she'd say, full stop. Murder. Full stop. And also, also, I think that she failed the litmus test when she was asked can a man become pregnant? And she said, yes. <laughs> that was the doctor that I saw. Oh, can, no, no, so, you're right. So, that is the same woman. So can yeah. a man become pregnant and have an abortion? Yes. And she just says yes. Oh, so so you can give me an immediate black and white yes or no answer on, <laughs> on, on can a man be pregnant and get an abortion, but not on but can not, we can murder a 10-year-old? <laughs> yeah, you you need to watch that clip. It was really uncomfortable, and you're like, and you're saying, I'm thinking, like, oh my god, she's searching for a reason to justify it. Did you watch the? Have you watched the Daily Wire's documentary, Choosing Death? Yes. The legacy of Roe. Yes. No. Mom couldn't it, watch it. I'm surprised you I were did. able to watch it. Well, it wasn't graphic, right. In its imagery, which I've seen, like I actually had a harder time watching Unplanned the movie yeah, yeah. than I did watching that documentary but hearing those stories at the I haven't watched the extended looks yet I'm interested to watch the one of the the one who is an the woman who is an abortion survivor that her twin was aborted and then also the former abortionist um was very interesting so it's a difficult watch but it's an important watch and if you 
have a Daily Wire subscription, definitely watch it if you don't consider getting one for a lot of reasons. But And I'm going to say this before we comment on that, but um, I would encourage you, support these platforms. I, I know that not everybody wants to go spend $100 or whatever a year to be a Daily Wire member, but they are doing great, great work. And I would really encourage I mean, you to become a Daily Wire su- um, subscriber. That's the same amount of money as, as just uh, one streaming platform. And people have tons of streaming platforms. If you, if, if even to balance it out, if you have to get rid of one streaming platform to support yeah. a good conservative, well, if you have net, if you have group, Netflix or Disney Plus or something, dump them yeah. and get Daily Wire. You Daily Wire, dump, you Daily can dump Wire Netflix is, and pay for Blaze and Daily Wire, and and break even. Daily Wire is investing a hundred million dollars into children's programming. So if you're into the Disney stuff, and they have hired a guy that was a former writer on Veggie Tales, and, and he was a part of the Babylon Bee to help develop we it. We haven't had Netflix since the Cuties Same. documentary debacle, and I haven't missed it one bit. Nope. I even typed in the box for a reason you're getting rid of it. I selected other, and I wrote Cuties, and that I haven't <laughs> had Netflix since. Well, you know, the people are leaving it too just because their programming is all so tilted it's not you don't have a good right. variety of what and you want to watch really you don't think that he's expecting is a is a good conservative <laughs> option for for viewing for entertainment the documentary you know, about the pregnant man mom said that uh she, after watching the trailer for um you know choosing um choosing death she couldn't she couldn't watch it but i told her i said look it it, the only that's the first part of it and but then it goes into like these misconceptions of what abortion is and where it came from and stuff i said you probably could watch that i didn't know so they 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 talk about the main doctor who was the the biggest proponent in the beginning of yes talking of pushing abortions and saying you know it's moral it's fine it's safe and he made all kinds of stuff up and admitted this on his deathbed the lies that he told and he had a change of tune uh later in life and in his memoirs he talks about the lies that he told and my goodness people and then this i did know but you know talk about margaret sanger the founder of planned parenthood was a literal nazi yeah how any black person can support uh abortion and call pro-choice you know uh, or um be to be racist it's the exact opposite abortion is so racist black babies are three times more likely to be aborted planned parenthood employees in this documentary and in general just have said they are told to go into black communities and margaret singer began this by going to black preachers and people and ministers telling them to tell their congregations and about the benefits of abortion and they are told to target these communities yeah if they wanted if if blacks wanted to do something to have a stronger influence in our culture and political voice and stuff they would stop aborting all of these children because the sheer numbers alone would make an impact especially in cities like new york what i wonder what's the percentage of our population that is black versus white now. And 13. Now think about three 12, times. If you would have had three times the more black babies being born since the beginning of Planned Parenthood or since Roe v. Wade, how many more, like what it would be. Then they talk about being that minority. Well, maybe they wouldn't. And, and the statistic 13, 12, 13% has been around for a long time. Like it hasn't, 
Like it hasn't changed, but you're right. Well, How much would it have changed in the last 40 years if well, that wasn't see. the case? I've, I've heard anywhere from 65 to like 85 million babies have been aborted since Roe v. Wade. And so you're saying two-thirds of those are black children? Is that what you're saying? No, three. it'd be three-fourths if they're three times. So take, take those numbers and do no, three-fourths. you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's... You're talking about 40, you know, you're talking about 40 to what? 50, 55 million yeah. black children being born? I think you've talked about it before. What's the, um, they're basically in New York twice as likely for, not, uh, for a, uh, no, you're more likely, uh, to, you're be more likely to be aborted than born. than born. Yes. And the crazy thing I didn't realize that they said that certain states, so a lot of the studies they've done, they had to do with other countries that have much more in-depth data so as far as the the safety for the the mother and like maternal mortality which they said in countries where they have a lot of more data you're actually three times more likely to have problems or die in child or in abortion than in childbirth which is crazy and they know that's a lie that they that they said it's just safe safer for the woman but a lot of it, we don't have the data here because there are states that don't have to report at all. California doesn't have to report at all. So these numbers, they could be a state like California. Who knows? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good to see Cade. You had quoted those Florida statistics, and uh, Aunt Lynn took those and posted those. She typed it up and posted it. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what I had. I. I was shared was right off of I think Florida's um, like a government website. Yeah, she credited what uh, I had read. She from. credited learning it on Bevington Banter. Nice. Nice. I saw that Tucker Carlson recently did an interview with um, their Surgeon General. What a what a fun, interesting guy. Just the complete opposite Florida's of whatever. Florida Surgeon General. Yeah. 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 What is fun about him? He's just a really easy go. Well, he's, one, he's Christian and just really easygoing and laughs you know like laughs a lot just really uh good natured um obviously his his credentials are impeccable um so not not somebody that they could easily i don't know how they would easily attack somebody like that yeah. uh yeah but they do yeah they would just lie no they would just lie him, but i mean but you're not but he's just gonna be like oh eh. And then That's when funny. you defended him, lie. they would attack you too, and they'd lie about you. They have ze- they have. You cannot win an argument against someone who is willing to lie, 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 and have zero shame. Even when you right. prove that they are a hundred percent lying, they will continue to lie with no shame. Like the woman on the View. What? What? Who? What host was it? that went into this crazy thing about how the political spectrum is getting so much further apart and how, uh, well, it's provable that the right is moving further to the right and becoming more extreme and that those on the right are actually more extreme now and that the left has actually moved toward the center. What? Yeah, I know. Uh, that, I I'm sorry. Was... Have we not always defended life at conception, <laughs> gun rights, uh, individual liberties, and and you are the ones who used to say Barack Obama was elected president saying that marriage was between a man and a woman. That was two, that was only 2008. Life at conception has been the norm for long before Roe v. Wade. That was what was well, if you look in the Middle Ages, it's when they could feel it kick. Right. But they there was uh, in that also docu- in the documentary, 
there was a, a doctor, a biologist, a microbiologist, and she said that she cited a surveys of biologists and that have said that a vast, almost all of them agree that life begins at conception. And this is from this in their majority, non-Christian, non-religious, uh, liberal and pro-choice. But they just admit they said, yes, it begins at conception. But so at least they're honest about their views and prominent like black leaders, civil rights leaders, prominent feminists in the feminist movement when it started, who they were pro-choice. They were anti-abortion. And uh, they she's, they talked about a black woman who is one of the main people, uh, w- females in the civil rights movement. And she's always been a Democrat, was a Democrat forever. And she was against illegal abortion. Hillary Clinton ran for president in 2016, and her position that she basically introduced into the lexicon was safe, legal, and rare. And now, what we saw when Senate when the Senate tried to pass a bill in response to Roe v. Wade most likely being overturned was it was voted down because it didn't uphold and, and basically codify Roe v. Wade. It went way beyond Roe v. Wade. Yeah, Joe made, Manchin said it, it expands on Roe yeah, v. Wade. It made abortion legal on demand. on demand anytime for any reason. It's birth control. Yeah. So it was voted. So it, it didn't win. Even even several Democrats didn't support it. Oh, no. One. So so what I'm just one saying. One Democrat. Joe Manchin, the savior. Okay, what I'm saying babies. though is is that um, if you've been hearing this, you know, in the news, you have to understand that bill was not simply codifying the standard of Roe v. Wade. It was going far beyond it, and that's why it was defeated. Which the whole here's the thing: I don't understand the decision in Roe v. Wade. Did what the federal guarantee of the right to have an abortion right basically created out of nowhere this constitutional but if you have so that bill if you have a bill that lays out any further timeline any further guidelines of course it's expanding on it because the decision in roe v wade it didn't say you had the right to get an abortion up to birth correct It, it no it gave it said that it was constitutional therefore a state could not you know, could not um, make it completely illegal. But but the decision in and of itself is a gray area because states that have basically heartbeat bills, that's like six weeks. That's like six or seven weeks. There was another uh, there were limits, though, even in Roe v. Wade. They did not say that, you know, any, you know, for any reason at any time kind of thing. It still had it still had limits. Uh, What Um, state was it that? Oh, Nebraska, Nebraska's governor. Uh, basically, when he was, uh, what was it, Nebraska? Their governor was asked, uh, "What are your rights on abortion, or what are your views on abortion, and what will, what will your state do if Roe v. Wade is struck down with this new decision?" And he basically said, "No abortion, no abortion for any reason." And they, he was even asked specifically, "What about in the cases of rape or incest?" And he said, "They're still babies." So it sounds like Nebraska is going to have a, I believe that there is one reason to abort a pregnancy and it's ectopic pregnancy because that is actually dangerous and never in the history of ever has an ectopic pregnancy um, 
gone full term. I don't know if they've made it out of the first trimester. It's that that is a pregnancy outside the womb. And it happens very rarely. But other than that, because that one that one is actually I've heard pretty dangerous. It's funny when they talk have talked about this and like you were saying that there's a bigger gap between the right and the left than there ever has been. And it's because the right have become more extreme. Yeah. And then you watch some of these videos of the ant of the pro abortionist demonstrating and it's just absolute lunacy. And I was thinking I was listening to somebody today, this woman screaming and carrying on and I just, I, if I would have been in front of her, I would have just laughed and be like, what, where did your brain come up with this? How is it possible to even think in these obscene, perverse, lunatic ways? I mean, where does the, it's just. But it's in, it's in every aspect because it's all, remember when the Democrats also voted along with Republicans to build a tall double fence along the entire Southern border of the United States and it just never got built. But they still were, I mean, they were hardcore against closing the border, protecting the border. And it was 20 years ago, that was, or, or less. Yeah. It's every it, aspect of everything they have well, shifted further left. It's hard, to dis- it's hard to, to discuss this topic, but I'll do it in some general terms. Um, everything that the left does is meant to destroy. Um, They want zero standards, zero moral standards, so that everything at any time that somebody would want to do can't be criticized. And I finally heard Matt Walsh say this, and I'm like, yes, yes, finally somebody gets it. That is the big, big picture they literally want no one to be able to judge anyone for anything that they would do whenever or however they would do it there are no moral standards matt walsh is the only political commentary i listened to when we were in arizona i I want to listen to one show make time for one show it was that one i've never heard mom listen to matt walsh but i heard her yesterday and I, you know, I haven't been feeling well, but I came out of the bedroom. I could hear, I could tell she was listening to it. And I just came out and I said, are you listening to Matt Walsh? And she said, yeah. I said, I just want to tell you, I don't know if I've ever been so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as proud as Matt Walsh of, of his wife when she made that Will Smith joke on Twitter. What'd she say? Well, I forget. his book, his book was, um, was number two. And it was right behind, apparently, like a book that was actually by Will Smith. And she said, you know, go buy this book um, to, to bump it up to the next level because nobody wants to be under Will Smith, not even his wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And he said on his show, I have never been oh more proud. <laughs> I told mom, I said, I, I was going to make a post that because um, she said something about, you know, hey, I really... I'm, I'm really something, aren't I? You know, as a wife that I listen to Matt Walsh. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I said, you know, you're Christian, you're conservative, you're fit and, Family fit and beautiful, person. you're intelligent, you know, um, you're a Second Amendment supporter. 
And you listen to Matt Walsh, man. Uh-huh. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. That's that's a good wife. Does Cole listen to Matt Walsh with you? He yes. Well, he doesn't have nearly as much time right now to listen to things every day, but it is one of the ones that if he has time, he would try to listen to. And obviously, he listened because we mostly listened to it in the car when we were going from one national park to another. Or whatever. In yesterday's show, he played a video uh, of a teacher's seminar. Oh my goodness! Yes. I am going to clip in the, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to cut that and I'm going to post it because that is absolutely insane and so perverse and so dis- disgusting. It was a sexuality. Is that where they cut? Or the, they cut the woman's mic off and said that you no. can't use no. that language. No, that was no, a parent. No, that was this a parent was a complaining. seminar, a training for teachers put on oh, by the state, that. and it was absolutely disgusting. Off the like sexual and sexuality, like gender and all this weird stuff. But some guy was like literally showing dildos and different fake penises that you could use. To if you are a transgender, you know, male, whatever, a woman who wanted to like yes, instructing them on how to teach in a and, class and how to he, use it themselves. I remember he was showing this to teachers and saying like this one. He's like, I've felt many. This is going to be sorry, mom. Just play it to your daughter Just... saying this. <laughs> we'll cut it and maybe post it in. But <laughs> he's basically like, I trust me. Exactly. I've felt a lot of penises. This one is the most realistic and all this stuff. It was crazy. He was bragging about how many real and fake male penises he's touched. Yes. Oh. He's sampled. I need to launch into some other hilarious thing that involves a gay man. That is not hilarious. This is Okay, well, okay, uh, just a hilarious thing. Did you see the exposed Twitter by Project Veritas? Yes. Did you see the gay (laughs) Twitter guy? That was on a date with the Project Veritas guy yeah. who basically was talking about people Project recording Veritas. them with yes. secret cameras. And he said, well, it would be like you and me sitting right here. Like if you were recording me and then you went and you sold it to like the New York Times or something. Doesn't he? Wait, doesn't he? <laughs> he say shows Project him an Veritas, email. But he says it wrong. He says like Project yes, Veritas. Sh- so the guy then Veritas? says, "Look, we got oh this, gosh. and it's an email on his phone from Twitter security telling employees to watch out for this type of thing." And he and the Project Veritas guy takes it and he reads it and he goes, um, "Groups like Project v- Veritas have," and he's like, "Who's that?" And the guy is from Project Veritas. And then at the end, the gay guy's like, he's like, you're really lucky I met you organically or I'd be questioning everything you said. And it's all on recording. And Project Veritas, um, they put that video on Instagram and the caption that they put on there was, um, we're really glad we met you organically too. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the, it's definitely the funniest Project Veritas to date. But that same guy talked about how that, basically he admitted that they were willing to sacrifice profits for ideology. Yeah. Um, And that was crazy. Elon Musk responded to it on Twitter when Project Veritas tweeted that video out because he's obviously in the process of wanting to buy Twitter. And... He just listened to a Twitter employee say that they don't care about profits. So he said, is this real? And well, of course it's real. Well, and of course, the big issue now with Trump or Musk buying Twitter is that they he believes that 
information shows that at least 20% of their accounts are bots. Therefore, they don't have near as much many users as they say they do. Therefore, they are not worth as much as they say they are. And he's not going to want to pay fifty-four twenty a share for for uh, Twitter. And of course, Twitter won't verify it. They won't. And in fact, uh, Parag, their CEO, whatever, says we can't we can't know those numbers. And uh, Elon Musk just responded to his tweet with just a poop emoji. Like you know, that's that's BS. Of course, you yeah, can confirm I did, it. I did see that. Um, so over twenty. In fact, they've shown that half. Of the, of uh, Joe Biden's followers are bots. Yes, I saw that too. <laughs> so I would say either this, either one, he's going to get uh, Twitter at a lesser price, or he's going to destroy the company. Because I don't know if they were to be, go back on their own, they've just their their share value is going to plummet. Because the, the truth will be out. Well, their their share price already took quite a hit. When um, the whole story about the bots came out, because they say it's five percent, Elon Musk said that he's heard, he's seen evidence that it's more like twenty percent, and so when he started talking about that needing to be resolved before he was willing right. to buy Twitter, the the stock price did take a hit. If I was him, I might. I mean, I'd still be interested in buying it, but I'm not going to pay that price for it. Yeah, yeah, but that's going to involve. If it gets low enough, that might get rid of the whole, you know, the, the the claims against the places like BlackRock not selling and not fulfilling their fiduciary duties. That might, so there might not be a sale anyway. If it gets low enough, they may not feel the pressure to sell at all. I'm excited that there's some companies out there, and one of them is this guy that I really like, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, starting... Uh, investment group of an investment group and there I heard another one today by a gentleman um, has done the same thing and theirs is already up and running to give you alternatives to invest in places other than through like BlackRock Vanguard State Street um, and I'm really excited about that uh, and I I'm really gonna see if we can get um, some of the folks I'm involved with to I want my money there I don't want them in these other places um, but yeah. uh, uh, just get out of BlackRock for the sole purpose of their objective is not to make you money. Well, they're using my own money against me it's, because yeah, and, they, and, and, they use and, my and, money to put people in place that vote against my best interest. But beyond using your money against you, their sole I would I want my money with an investment group whose sole purpose is to make me money. Right. Not and, to push an agenda. This guy I heard being uh, interviewed said our our basically way of doing business is we we do things that um, are are not political. We don't want to do business with anybody that has a political agenda, right or left. Anyways, we do money that we do business with people that want to make money. We think that's the best way to make money. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they have gotten a better return on their investments so far than like the S and P and and those kinds of places. So, but when you say things that simply. And they just make that much sense. The left rejects it because they, they, they don't like things to be. They'll say, "Oh well, it's not that simple." Yeah, well, it is. It is, and that's why this argument that the right is the one that's gone extreme is like when it's you ridiculous. simply say it, 
it like oh we defend life we don't think that boys can become girls we don't think people should be uh, promoted or attacked based on their skin color we believe that we should have control of our borders so that we can control the the culture and health of our country i mean when you say things like that they're so simple and so obvious the vast majority of people go yeah i agree i mean it's not complicated and, and none of those positions on the right have changed. So what about the um, hearings on UFOs? I don't even say anything. I don't well, care. That video that dad has always said um, is not possible was proved to be drones. They said it was drones. But the here's, one, here's the mean? reason why they looked like they were moving so much faster than they were. They were closer than they than they thought. So if you say that, oh, well, this dot is out on the horizon, miles like away. 20 miles away, but it's actually, you know, two miles uh, away. Half, half a mile away even, and it's moving not that fast, but you say it's five miles away, then it would be moving really fast. So what what was happening is it was moving slower than they thought, a lot closer than they thought. And it was just a drone. Well, I saw one that was, um, they said that the, is the one that was really has been disproven, like one out of 400 that they are looking at, is that it was the reflection in a night vision goggle. <laughs> and the other one um, I thought was so... <laughs> These way some of these move, I swear they look like bees. I'm, I mean, just like, are you, are you like tracking a bumblebee? I mean, when they can answer for me the, how a material object moves through our atmosphere at the speed of sound without breaking the sound barrier, I'll start listening to them. Well, I won't listen to any UFO claims that haven't been cleared with the Cardinal of the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> I like just, I forgot about that. Yeah. Go back There's only one claim that I that I will listen to and it's the abducted in the Philippines. If you're confused, <laughs> go back and binge the podcast. Well, well you or, can just look, listen to You can listen to the end of the episode abducted in the Philippines to hear a real phone call that we <laughs> that we recorded while we were recording. Live, live recorded it. So, I get yeah. some weird Unless phone it's been calls. okayed with the Cardinal of the Vatican, you cannot submit that as evidence. I had a phone call today on my on the answering machine at church that um, somebody kind of mumbled something. I couldn't make out the first part, but I did get the part, I really don't like you. And it was a female voice. So I get phone <laughs> well, calls. Well, that could like, be anybody. I know. That's that's <laughs> what, how, many, how many billion people are on the planet. Um, but, well, half of them are female. So she spoke English. But that narrows it down a little bit. But uh, I get phone calls like that at church every really week. I don't like you. Yeah. Well, my Louis, our senior pastor, is going on sabbatical this summer. And Chris said that last time or every time that he goes on sabbatical, weird stuff happens. And so I'm prepared for weird stuff. I thought it could be good, could be good training. So are you going to be preaching a lot this summer? Uh. We have a lot of different people coming in, people from uh, the de- uh, denomination and stuff, but I will be speaking twice. How, how come nobody, how come I never get invited? I don't know. We I live in Ohio. Like I'll come out. You'll be out there this summer, in fact. Well, I'll ish. Be, I'll be in the neighborhood. In the, in the, in the area. 
with I think I'm a gonna, mode of transportation. Yeah, I think I'm going to fly through Phoenix and pick up Austin on the way into uh, L.A. So, don't give a date or a time. Don't tell him which he airport. He won't be there anyway. Yeah, he told me he will. They're, they're on time for nothing. Oh yeah, he's there now. <laughs> Maybe when he's on his own, he's on time better. <laughs> I actually. talked to him last night. He's well, there and now. when they when he gets to fly. Well, I just watched a baseball game with him, a Diamondbacks game with him, so it's fun. He also said that he now that he's in Phoenix so much more that he realizes how horrible LA is. Yes. Yeah, gas was also so much cheaper there, and we got home and it had gone up even more here, and it, now it's like. Now it's over like five twenty. Oh, the average is four. The nationwide average four sixty five. Yeah, well, Nevada's California wannabe. So, I was uh, supposed to pick up my sister in Detroit today, and my other sister went and did it instead, just because I haven't felt well all week. But when I originally thought I was may go up there and get her, I looked what the chances of flying up there to get her was, and I looked at their fuel at the Detroit airport. This is how you. This is how you know they don't want small piston engine airplanes to even come into the airport their fuel was 892 a gallon what's it in van Wert? you have to give people something to uh, van Wert is like 570 oh wow that's a big elk, difference elk snout oklahoma is 419 okay no one's gonna understand that either it's actually elk grove but we call it elk snout <laughs> i thought it was elk heart no it's elk grove there is a place called oh elkhart elk is in elkhart indiana. indiana this is yeah, elk that's the mecca Grove. of rvs yeah not elkhart <laughs> elk snout i think that's a town's name from the movie overboard with kurt russell and goldie hawn elk snout <laughs> you want to take a stab at my bible question my yeah, but I'd be a lot question. better ask if you just ask it to of me rather yes, than I'm me. Yes, I'm going to. Okay. So, I was reading in Second Samuel not that long ago, and I read you know the story of David seeing Bathsheba and taking her, and of course she's married to Uriah, and then he gets her pregnant, and then he tries to cover it up by inviting Uriah home, but he doesn't go home because his all you know the rest of the army's battling and he feels like he should be there so then he just sends him to the front and has Uriah killed and so when this is revealed to him by Nathan you know realizing his sin and what he's done and then he repents and God is telling him what's going to happen as punishment and so in 2 Samuel 12 one of the punishments that God says will come on David uh, after he has slept with Bathsheba is that God will and this is well quote changing the tense of the second tense or second person to third person, but he will take his wives before his eyes and give them to his neighbor. And I was reading this and I'm like, you know, I have some beef with this, with God over there. It kind of made me upset. Like, why must the woman, the women, his wives be subjected to that kind of pain and trauma and shame being taken by another man or, you know, so this is forcibly going to be raped due to David's sin. It doesn't say that his wives are good. It says that God is going to take his wives and give them to the man. It doesn't say they're give going to be. Give them to his neighbor. Right. But it doesn't say that they're going to be taken physically and raped. God is going to cause a situation that removes them from David and places them in the hands of his neighbors. It doesn't mean taken in the way that you're using it. 
Okay. But also this. I mean, I, I got a lot of comments on this. You may not like them, and a lot of people may not no, like I them. No, I know. But here's this. Um, I know it's not pretty. You reap what you sow. That's yep. exactly what's happening here because this is what David did. Um, how do you know that these men, that God is going to put these women in their, in, you know, in their lives, how do you know they're not better men? How do you know that they're not going to treat? This is not, you're equating this to your marriage where your husband loves you and, and adores you. Um, that is not the case with David's harem. <sighs> so how do you know these men aren't going to love them and honor them as their wives? How do you know they're not better men than David was? How do you know, how do you know they're not better, better men than better, man after God's own heart? How do you know they're not better in bed? How do you know they're not better? I mean, <laughs> they're better at pleasing their wives. Yeah. I guess I don't. Anyone know. unfamiliar with this story, not, you can also reference King George and the Ducky. The VeggieTales. The VeggieTales movie. How do you know that he doesn't love the rubber duckies more? But yes. this, but this is exactly what we. This is exactly what we're taught in that the idea that you reap what you sow. This is exactly what's happening yes. here. And again, don't equate this with your marriage. If you have this wonderful marriage, that's not the case of these marriages. Well, I also understand, like, the consequences of, well, one, the consequence of the, the curse on the earth, like, the bad thing is, like, people will sin, and you might be the victim of people's sin. You might be harmed by other people's right. sin. How do you know that Bathsheba loved right. David? She, he, had, problem, he had her husband oh, I killed. I know. But, I, but I, I think where this came into, like, it's one thing to be, the, become, be hurt by or harmed by someone else's sin something that someone else did and their sin but when but that is a product of the enemy because he because those people like the enemy use that sin and hurt somebody else whereas this is god saying he would take his wives and i think that's where it like stirred something in me i mean does my answer make sense though yeah I don't know if people will be satisfied. I mean, with, but, but again, but think I think of that's this. A, that's but, the thing. The, the Bible is a difficult thing. And like you said, once when when you were thinking about, you know, us going to school and whether we were going to go to public school or a private or Christian school, and you were concerned, how are they going to know all these things that go on in the world, all the worldly things? And God just told you, have them read the Bible yep. because it is a crazy. There's all kinds of. Yep difficult things in there every crazy sinful perverse thing that you can think of in the world you can read about it in the bible you don't have to go experience it out in the world to know that it's out there you can read about and, it in the and bible. the ultimate thing if i'm you know whether you accept whether someone accepts your explanation of this or not the ultimate thing is if i have a problem with it who am i to to say what god like and judge god for what he's the ultimate arbiter and well, you know, the one that well, I don't think you're judging it as long as, as much as trying justice. to make sense of it. Well, right, but because obviously is, what he said, what he says is right. It's just you trying to understand, correct. yeah, how so. Yeah, Bathsheba. I mean, there's nothing in this story that makes us think that Bathsheba was happy that David oh, had her husband killed and yeah. and took her. I mean, or even she, knew. And then her, and then that it was she, that it was that, that was his plan. She has to lose she has to carry and give birth to the baby that is produced by it and then watch him die yeah she might have been happy to be done with david but Bathsheba's not the only i mean this is david's wives it says correct right it's not saying that Bathsheba specifically is going to be taken from him it says that his wives plural 
Which is another weird thing. It does thing. say that they will lie with them, or they will, but it doesn't necessarily, I guess you said it doesn't necessarily say forcibly or not, but I guess I inferred that because of the Bathsheba situation. Right. I mean, Bathsheba had two options in that in that scenario. Either she goes to the king, or she pays with her life for it. That's the, Those are the two, I mean, I don't, I mean... I guess David could have just said, okay, she doesn't want to come, you know, I maybe, but I right. doubt it. Yeah. Well, at least her consolation was that her son becomes the wisest and wealthiest person in all her later son, not the one produced by that incident, but becomes the wealthiest and wisest person to ever live. He can't, he seems to go off the rails though. Oh yes, he does. Solomon we're talking about. Yes. Well, because because he also had a wife problem, 700 wives and 300 concubines, and they were foreign and served other gods, and they led him astray. And that is what happens. Woman problems. Got him in the end. A thousand women. A thousand women, yes. No. No Viagra. How could anybody, how could anybody think that that sounds, that sounds terrible. That because sounds like the worst. He didn't have yes, to do when you're the anything king, you don't have with to deal them. With their, yeah, you don't have to deal he with that either. Do emotional. Anything with them, yeah, just exactly. like I'll take her right now. And of course, and she's and and every one of them is completely compliant. That's crazy. God couldn't have liked that. I'm sure. Well, what I'd say is there was no it, it, it nurturing, wasn't loving the design. Yes, relationship. It was not- Anyone who says, how is this okay? Or this is a biblical thing. Not okay. That is not the design that God intended when he s- d- created Eve as a helpmate for Adam. Yeah, or he would have taken all the ribs say, out and made like a bunch of women. You cannot <laughs> say that that is the design. Because how, and those women weren't helpmates. They weren't companions to, to Solomon. How many they ribs do you have? Objects. How many ribs does a person have? Kate's trying to count them. I don't think that that's going to work. I no, because I'm already at the bottom. How come How come Adam's so flat-chested? You see those eight wives? <laughs> <laughs> this says a man's rib cage consists of 12 pairs of rib bones. 12 so pairs? 24. Yes, 20 because on each side. Do you, so think you, Adam, you think Adam, when ribs. he got frustrated with Eve, like ever pointed out that he wishes that he'd have taken rib from the other side? I can't stand you. I wish God would have taken a rib from the other side. You got up on the wrong side of the rib cage. (laughs) I think everything was perfect and wonderful, and they were perfectly happy until they they understood the difference between good and evil. Well, and And that brings us full circle back to the more you know, the more you wish you didn't know. That's why that's full circle. And that's that's good. And that's why I always, you guys know, you've heard me harp on this over and over. God did not want man to lose his innocence. That's what that's all about. The more innocent we are, and that's what God told me, and that's when I began to understand when you guys were little, keep them as innocent as you can for as long as you can. And that's the whole and that's point. That's why you got to homeschool your kids because it is crazy. Yeah, and that's and that's why God did not want them to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because we were not built to good. we're not built to handle it. Yeah, we're not built to yep. handle it. And yet we've been living in that world ever since. And and, we, and here's the evidence that we don't handle it very that well. that is also Ecclesiastes. That's what I'm speaking on. Ecclesiastes is one of my Sundays this well, summer. I'm speaking on this Sunday. I'm on deception. Sin and deception are one and the same. Yeah. If you want, everybody wants the best for their life. You want a good life. You want, 
you want the best, right? Is there the any? Is there, exactly is there any? How to get it. Is there anybody that doesn't want the best? Well, God's plan for us is the best, uh, and, and God's plan is the best. His word teaches us how to have the best, and so when we deny, we go against His word, and we sin. We must be, because it's something we think we want and it's going to be right. good for us, we we're have deceived. to be deceived. Yes. Well, that's the, that's entirely how it all started, too, because the serpent right, exactly. deceived Eve. Right. But it made me think, of how do you get people that are so crazy in this world promoting some of these things, the, the, these incredibly perverse things that we see them promote? And it's because they're deceived. Hopelessly deceived. And what, what deceives us? The things that deceive us are the things that we want. The things that we want, that we have a passion for, that we desire. We can make an excuse for why they're good for us. So whatever you, you know, and we're all wired differently. We all have different, people that want power. They're going to be, they're going to wield maniacal power, which we see our government doing because that's what they want. And so they're deceived to think that what they're doing is good. And yet it's so destructive, but that's the weak point that Satan comes in and deceives them. And, and you can pick any number of areas. I just don't think it's possible that all of them are deceived. Some of them know it's bad. Some of them know it's for themselves and they I, don't care. I agree. There are a few people at the top running the big picture, but there's a lot, a lot of just dupes who are just being used, who yeah, are deceived. No. Well, I think that I well, actually they're deceived think... deceived into... I would say they're deceived into that power. Like, you could say they're deceived into thinking they need power above all else, and so they don't care what else they do that's bad to get it. I would say that, the like, the voters... Or low-level people are deceived. I don't think there's a... I actually think at the at the highest levels of government, I think it's just... I think it's bad people. I think it's bad people. Well, I don't think that they're necessarily deceived. I don't think that what they think is doing... That what they think they're doing is right. Well, I, I think disagree. that the voters are deceived. I think the majority of that side is, is deceived, but I don't... I think. would disagree. I, and I would point to one of the Project Veritas videos that just came out where the guy at the end of the, of the clip say, uh, says... He talks about how... Twitter is intentionally censoring, you know, conservative views because, you know, it. he believes it's good to be able to speak, but you can't just say things that aren't good and true. But then he comes to this point to where it's like, but who says it's true? And he asked himself a question that he, it sounds like he's never even thought of before and it dawns on him and he's just stuck that who are you to say what's good and true? I, I, I literally don't think he's ever thought of it before, but he's been operating under that mindset because he's, he thinks that this is what needs to happen and that's good. And he, and because it lines up with his desires, it deceives him and he's, yeah, been, no, a, would, he's been a part of it. I would say that he, you're, I agree that he's a deceived one. I'm talking about the leaders. He's not a leader. Well, I agree. The leaders of, you know, the, the economic, the world economic forum and great, they're not deceived. Oh. But even Joe Biden is deceived. I mean, he's evil, but, but he's deceived because that's his desire. Satan has used it to deceive him because he has always desired to have this power and position and to be somebody that he knows that he's not. He is, he is so, um, what's the word, um, when you have, so he is the quintessential low self-esteem, always trying to build himself up as something that he's not. And he knows that he's not. That's an open door to be used and deceived. I mean, he's mentally ill now, but I, just yeah, in general, low self-esteem is because it's not being secure in who you're not knowing who you are and not, and so you're just open to whatever. 
comes your way if you don't have your identity. He knows exactly who he is. He's just middle class Joe. Who you are? <laughs> lunchbox Good old Joe. Lunchbox Joe. <laughs> Poorest man in, in the Senate. Um, yeah, he's got to ride Amtrak for thirty thousand trillion miles. Just ask a, that dead guy. Here's what I know about myself: is that I'm I'm at the same level that Paul was. That I am the worst of all sinners. Uh, I'm a ridiculous person a lot of times, and yet God loved me enough to have Jesus die in my place. And I'm also capable of being used by God at the level that Paul was used because I let, if you let God work through you, both of those things are true at the same time. All things. Right. So. So watch out for the snakes. <laughs> I got to finish mowing the yard. Watch out for the snakes. Watch out for the snakes. (laughs) (laughs) 